Hey stud, welcome to the Fantasy Affair. What is happening everybody? Welcome to the Rookie Fever Forecast bonus episode number five. Quite honestly, it was bugging me a lot that I was one episode off from where we were on the week bunch with 2014. The like switch gave us Odell Beckham Jr. and others. The 2021 running backs aren't looking as top heavy, but are looking to give some solid depth running back two type players on your dynasty team. The three tight ends coming out are going to be absolutely killers the 2021 tight end class is going is looking quite frankly the best it has in the last three or four years giving us three elite prospects we're going to dive into them this offseason but their names are kyle pitts brevin jordan and pat fryermuth out of florida penn, miami and penn state respectively the 2022 class has a little bit more smoke to it, a little bit ambi- a little bit more of ambiguity. The 2022 draft class is looking, shall I say, smoky. It has a lot of ambiguity to it. There aren't players that are just popping out on paper that just make you want to build your team around them for the future. At every position, there's a player that looks to be fitting the mold of being that that class's top prospect, but it fills out very awkwardly after that. I think it's safe to assume some lower ranked 2021 wide receivers are going to come back for their senior year and try and push for those top wide receiver rankings and help their draft stock. As for the running back class, there's one, maybe two players that I think are going to receive some very high draft capital and push potential running back one numbers in fantasy. I think the rest are looking more as a solid running back two types. Think David Montgomery range when you're thinking about where they're looking. As for the tight end class, hmm, you know, there's a couple people. There's a couple. Nothing like 2021's class, though. And for the quarterbacks, we're looking good. We're looking pretty good up top. We're looking really good up top. Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, Jaden Daniels, people like that. We're looking good. I think moving on to 2023, the quarterback class, while it's still very difficult to project, you're looking at some pretty strong top, or pretty strong five candidates at the top with not a whole lot at the end, but everyone always has an ability to kind of push and make a couple impressions. The running back class is looking absolutely insane out of this world. I'm going to count down the list right now with what I see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven running backs, eight running backs that are, it. you know, I think this 2023 running back class is going to be very similar to the 2020 running back class before Harris and ETN and Hubbard decided to go back for their senior year. 
we were looking at seven to eight guys that all have the possibility of round three draft capital or earlier. The wide receiver class is looking just as juicy with some very high-end wide receivers that are already making their mark this year. These players are true freshmen, so the fact that you have players, one, two, three players that are already creating a, creating some noise makes me think this class is going to be really, really good. And as always, every time you have a class that is really, really strong in a position, there's going to be some players that are going to go and de- wait another year to help boost their draft stock into the following year. So what does this all mean? What does it mean that the 2021 wide receivers are going to be some of the best wide receiver prospects we see in the next three years? How are we supposed to plan for a very strong 2023 running back draft class? What does it mean to say that you have 2021 tight ends that are going to be some of the best prospects to come out since George Kittle and Travis Kelsey? The article that I wrote and is being edited is going to go into a deeper regarding the running backs and the wide receivers. We are seeing more running backs return quicker value when they're drafted as rookies. And what that means is, is that traditionally, two to three running backs, their rookie season, are almost guaranteed to be found in the top 24. What we are seeing over the last four years is at least three running backs, if not more. Now, I'm not going to get too much into it. I already wrote an article on it this year. You guys can read about it then. But that is a trend that is happening. That is a trend that is established and able to be plugged into starting lineups before the midway point of their season without any preseason is incredible. And I think it points to what is coming in the future. Now, forget the classes for a second. I think it's important to understand that the way college is running their offense and the way the NFL is running their offenses, the wide receivers are going to get more and more exposure and more and more practice. And that's going to plan out and help a lot. Again, I'm not going to get too much into it. Go read the article, guys. Now, really quickly, this is what I'm doing with the 2021 class. I'm shipping off my mid-tier talent wide receivers. I'm moving my older wide receivers and I'm wanting to make room for this incoming class, right? Now, if you only have one draft pick, that's fine. Clearly you're fine. Don't send it off. Hold on to it. You're going to thank me later. Keep those 2021 draft picks. If you're looking at those aging wide receivers, those AJ Greens, T.Y. Hilton's, package them, make a move. If you are not competing, it's important to ship off some of those 27, 28-year-old wide receivers. Go grab yourself a Justin Jefferson. Go grab yourself a C.D. Lamb if you can. And if you can't, go go grab yourself one of these these lesser-known wide receivers and go get them and get a 2021 first with it and then just reap the rewards later. With the class this year and the upcoming wide receiver class next year, don't be afraid to cut bait on some of those underperforming second and third year wide receivers. Constantly 
retool your team. Do not be caught with your pants around your ankles with a bunch of 28 and 30-year-old players on your team after making a three-year playoff push. Know when it's time to release some of those veterans, bring in some of those youth that are going to be able to replace that value and age. If you have to sell your stud a little bit early to grab a player like C.D. Lamb, but you're also buying six years, that's something you need to do. Everyone is caught up in making in the rookies. Everyone's caught up in the youth. And there's a solid reason to go and keep those veterans around your team. But it's very important that you understand and you identify those players that are going to be top 12 wide receivers and grab them while you still can. That is driving the reason why we are drafting running backs early and often assuming they fit the necessary mold, which we will go over later in the season. As for the wide receivers, I really feel like it's not that hard to see, but I'm going to spell it out anyways. So far, you have had T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Chase Claypool, all make significant impacts before even a midway point of the season. That's five rookies. It used to be two years ago, rookies weren't making an impact until the second half of the season. The fact that we are having rookies wide receiver week and you're looking really running back heavy, don't ship off some of those running backs for some wide receivers that are a little older, unless they're some of these rookies. Hold on to them. Go and trade some of those older wide wide receivers. Grab yourself some 20, 21st and seconds. And then reload there because that class is going to give you return that is going to be the new normal. We want to get ahead of this trend and we want to get on it now. We don't want to be behind it. With running backs returning more value and wide receivers trending the way that they're going to be returning value much quicker, it's important to make sure you're adjusting your lens of how you're valuing some of these picks and some of these players that are not going to be wide receiver ones or wide receiver twos on your team. If you have a bunch of players that are kind of like Christian Kirk, and I love him a lot and I get him, but I'm using him as a reason. He's a third-year player. He's been on the cusp of breaking out. He hasn't really ever done it. Last year was close. This year he was had he was looking good but hasn't been there. If you can trade him and get a second or get a first – you're not going to regret moving on from him. That is how strong this 2021 class is. On the flip hand, if you are looking a little skim at running back and you're not a basement dweller of a team, you're going to want to go and aggressively target to get one of these younger running backs, whether it be a Cam Akers, whether it be a J Antonio Gibson, you're going to want to go and try to find the 2019 class, 2020 class, and go and find some of those running backs that are going to be able to help carry you up until the 2023 season. 2021 is when we're going to start sharing our, run, our wide receivers, moving the age out, bringing the youth in. 2022 is when we're going to go and reestablish our depth on our team. That is our goal. We're sharing wide receivers this year, this offseason. We're reestablishing depth in 2022, and we're going to start churning those running backs in 2023, okay? 
Obviously, a lot of this is very, very fluid. But as of right now, this is where things are staying. If you guys like this sort of podcast, let me know. And I will keep putting out more strategy-based content for Dynasty. Have a great one. Spend time with your loved ones. They're important. Wash your hands. Wear a damn mask. And fucking vote. I'm out. Let's take some calls from the request line.